Sneaker Love, a podcast paying tribute to our mutual love of sneakers. The game may be flawed, but the love and culture will always be pure. And now, your host with Sneaker Love, Matty Ice. Sneaker fam, what's happening? Sorry for the delay on this episode. Things are a little bit crazy in the Matty Ice household here in the Icebox. We got some renovations going on. We're living at the in-laws. Things are crazy. However, it does not preclude me from coming out with content every week. It's just not coming out on Wednesdays. I can't even speak. It's just not coming out on Wednesdays because, well, things are just a little bit crazy right now. And speaking of crazy, did anybody catch the Dunk Low Union drop this past weekend? I'm sure some of you got a W. I'm sure a ton of you got an L. But before we get into that and the topic that I want to get into for the week, first of all, if you are watching on YouTube, thank you. You can find the social media handles below my face right here. Please remember to like and subscribe and comment. means the world. And those of you listening in the podcasting world, you can find my social media in the show notes on whatever podcasting platform it is that you choose. Or however you choose to consume the show, a big thank you to you. So last week, I talked about the most underrated Air Jordan and whether that was a concept that we could actually all get behind. And I came up with the Air Jordan 2. And probably some of you thought that that was a crazy idea because maybe you don't like the Air Jordan 2. Perhaps there's another colorway or excuse me, another silhouette of the Air Jordan that you feel is more underrated than the Air Jordan 2. But in talking about the Air Jordan 2, I mentioned that the idea behind it initially was to make it exclusive, to make it difficult to get. And how in today's market, that's something that a lot of shoes are actually striving for. But when I was reading an article today about the shoe that was aforementioned at the top of the show, and that is the Dunk Low that came out from Union this past weekend, another highly successful drop for them, another great colorway of another great silhouette from them. But the inspiration behind it is what I was reading about. And what I was reading about was about black owned sneaker boutiques and that was initially going to be the the topic of the episode today but in reading about the inspiration behind that passport pack of the dunk low from union it got me to thinking about this idea of exclusivity so when talking to the owner of union i can't think of his head his head i can't think of his name off the top of my head right now but he, in in thinking about that pistachio dunk low the very first dunk low to come out and all the design elements behind it The real inspiration behind it was back way before resale, way before StockX, way even before eBay. The idea of a shoe coming out in a region, not just in the country, but in a region of the world that perhaps was impossible to get somewhere else. We in the States would not have access to something that came out in Asia, that came out in Europe, and it wasn't easily accessible to get it the way that it is today. And the idea was that shoes traveled the world because people would buy them for the mere idea of being able to travel with them to give them or allow somebody else to have the access to them because they themselves wouldn't be able to have it based off of the way sneakers work. And we've seen a lot of exclusive shoes come out over the past few years, but resale has changed all of that. Actually, I would argue that resale and the rep market has changed all of that because in the rep market, and again, I'm not somebody who necessarily judges what you do and don't do in your sneaker game. You do you. But the rep market has made it so that almost every single shoe is accessible, not inaccessible. And StockX, of course, has done that. So we have region-exclusive colorways, region-exclusive drops of Yeezys, of Jordans, 
And what we find now is that if you have the disposable income and you have the money, you have access to them. You don't have to wait for somebody to travel overseas with them for you to be able to purchase them and have them. We can pretty much do that anytime that we want. It just really comes down to how much you are willing to spend on something to have it in your collection. And the inspiration of these shoes predates that. The irony of it, of course, is that these are not exclusive. And through StockX and through other trading markets, you can get them if you have the means to get them. So the idea of it being something that predates it, it goes back to a time that many sneakerheads, many of you probably watching this, either weren't born or weren't into sneakers back then. And that's okay. But it got me to thinking about the idea of exclusivity. Can we truly achieve that today in the sneaker world? I really don't think that it's very possible because no matter what route you decide to go, there's access for you. If you wanna spend the kind of money to get the off-white, the all-white off-white Air Jordan 1, which was a European exclusive, you can do that. StockX will send that to you. It's basically your intermediary, excuse me, StockX or GOAT. I'm not uh, shilling for either company, but the idea is that of course you buy it, the company authenticates it and sends it to you. They are your outlet, your plug, so to speak, in getting it overseas. There's really nothing that's out of bounds. It just, it comes down to how much you are willing to spend and how much you have to spend. And in the rep market, basically anything is repable. So think about the exclusivity of shoes these days. Now, over the weekend, the Super Bowl, which has lately become somewhat synonymous with kind of, not sneaker releases, so to speak, but there have certainly been some moments over the past couple of halftime shows that have really been sort of eye-popping. Think of a few years back, I think it was the Patriots and Rams Super Bowl. Travis Scott wore his sixes that we have now seen released. And I believe it was um, Adam Levine of Maroon 5 who was wearing the Mocha ones. Now, neither of those had released yet. They were rumored, but they hadn't released yet. And so being able to see them, it was kind of an eye-popping moment. At this past Super Bowl halftime show, we saw Eminem. Eminem had what I understand is a one of one the Slim Shady Air Jordan 3s. Now we've seen him collaborate with Jordan Brand before, famously on Air Jordan 4s, two colorways, Air Jordan 2s that we know about. And from what I understand, those have been sold off initially and going toward charity. I believe they're going to charities in the Detroit area, which is where he is from. I don't know what the, uh, oh, the, uh, the reason for this colorway was outside of being in the halftime show but they certainly appear to be one of one. And I'm sure at some point they will be auctioned off and the proceeds will go to charity. But that's really almost the only way that re we can really get exclusive shoes. One of one and true friends and family. Now again, those friends and family can be made available because it doesn't necessarily mean that the friends and family that receive them are not gonna sell them. And that's where I'm getting at is we really don't have the ability to be exclusive anymore. There really isn't something that is, that is so exclusive that it's unobtainable. The only other thing that I can really think of outside of, say, like a, a really, really small run of friends and family, I think the one that really eludes most people and is almost like the unicorn of these is the Undefeated Fours. Now, they made, I believe, 76 of those. I have a pair of those downstairs. Obviously, they're reps because the resale price is almost the amount of money that I'm spending on my kitchen. So there's no way that I'm going to buy that. But that's really the most exclusive shoe that I can think of that isn't, let's say, a one of one. Even the Dior Jordans were a lot more attainable. It's just a matter of price and a matter of raffle. But you can go buy them. There's plenty of them hanging out out there. Sure, they were limited. But limited and exclusive are completely different in my opinion. 
And in this particular case, what Union is trying to tap into was true exclusivity based off of region, essentially. You couldn't get them if you didn't live there. And somebody had to bring them to you, the traveling aspect of it. And that's just something that we don't get today. And is it a good or a bad thing? Is exclusivity good? Right? I talked about dunk retros and should we ever bring those back? Those are exclusive now because of how old they are. Because the, the, the colorways and the releases were so long ago, almost 20 years ago in some cases, that they just haven't brought them back. They haven't remade them. But with Air Jordans, every now and again, you get a retro Air Jordan. So you can get, like, let's, let's say the, the cool grays. Every single year around Christmas time, they release an Air Jordan 11. And there are opportunities there to be able to get an Air Jordan 11 from years past when maybe you wouldn't be able to anymore. That's not really exclusive. We're just waiting for that to happen. But I'm talking about when they make something that is so rare that it's impossible to, to get, basically. Maybe those Louis Vuitton off-white Air Force Ones that are coming out. Those are true friends and family. We're seeing celebrities who have the disposable income, but were gifted these shoes. Will we see those on the resale market? I'd have to think that we will. They've already auctioned off for a combined like $25 million or something like that. So just think about it. Do you have a shoe that you feel like is exclusive to the point that it's unobtainable for just about everybody? I would consider those M&M Slim Shady 3s to be unobtainable because is my to the way I understand it, there's only one pair. It's one of one. M&M owns them. And even if he auctions them off, there will only be one pair of them. And that to me epitomizes exclusivity. So something else that I saw when I was researching for this episode, or actually what will be a future episode when I want to get into all of the Black-owned sneaker boutiques out there, the most famous ones, because we are in February, and this is Black History Month, or better said by my friend Cleveland, Black Excellence Month. But I saw an article, and it's something that, again, brought me back to a time long before what we are dealing with now. In today's world, we are so much more electronic. We're removing to e-commerce so much more. We're leaving our houses less. There really isn't the same opportunity for camping out for something. I'm young enough to remember camping out for concert tickets. I'm young enough to remember camping out for Virginia Tech tickets when I was there during the football season. You had limited ways in which you could get things, right? There weren't as many avenues to consumption as the way that there are today. And in the sneaker market, that has turned into less and less of these larger events where people are going in person to grab the sneakers that they want. A lot of that has been predicated on and dictated by the pandemic, of course, because for two years we have switched to this new model where we are distancing ourselves more and more due to the pandemic. But because of that distancing that we have done in the physical sense, I think we are physically, we are emotionally distancing ourselves in many different aspects. However, this is something that brought me back. A woman allegedly, reportedly was stabbed at a sneaker release for Nike Dunks. What are we doing, folks? Seriously, what are we doing? This is outrageous. And the thing is, though, is it's happened before. Back in the day when we used to have to go into stores and wait with a large mob of people, let's remember the Staple Pigeons, the original Staple Pigeon Dunks that caused a riot. The police had to shut down a street because of this shoe. This was before we had all of the ways of access. Now, I say ways of access, but we all know that it's almost impossible to get a shoe on release. But that doesn't really matter. What matters is, is we don't really have to go in person much anymore. Hell, as I said last week, it's so damn hard just to go to the outlet or go to a Foot Locker 
and get something fire. You have to go there to get kind of the staples. You get your white Air Force Ones, maybe get some Ultra Boost if you're a runner, whatever it is that you need to stock up on that are easily attainable, that they're out there. But you can't get a Jordan anymore. You can't get a Dunk. You can't just roll into one of these stores and expect to get it. So the fact that there was enough people at a sneaker release for a Dunk Low to then become so violent that a woman got stabbed. Stabbed, folks. Like, that's a life or death situation here. Over a pair of Nike Dunks. It's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. Like, where have we gone with this now? I know that last week I got back into the sneakers, and yes, of course, we're talking about exclusivity. And don't get me wrong, I love sneakers, but there are more important things than what, than what we are talking about here. Sneakers are wonderful. They're absolutely wonderful. I love them as much as you do. That's why this show exists. Sneaker love. We all love them. But to stab somebody over a pair of shoes because what I understand or what I, I guess not understand, what I assume is that the person that did the stabbing was most likely hoping to be able to flip these for a profit. And that's the thing I also read in that article about the union dunks is that we're talking about buying shoes to travel for someone else to have not to buy them to make a maximum profit. There is a difference between the two. And I think what we have seen is that in today's market, which is certainly built off of capitalism, so as an economics major, you're not gonna hear much arguing from me about it. I don't participate in it because I don't see my willingness to pay ever reaching the heights of these shoes. When you're talking about a $100 shoe and it goes for $400, I don't see the value in that. But to stab somebody over a shoe because you wanna make a quick buck, it's insane. It's not what sneaker love is all about. It's not what sneaker culture is all about. And it goes back to a couple of episodes ago, has sneaker culture lost its way? Well, I'll tell you what, the people that engage in violence over a shoe, they are part of sneaker culture losing its way. I still believe in the core values of sneaker culture that we're all in it for the love of the sneakers. I truly believe that. But I will not sit here and basically condone this kind of behavior because somebody wants the heat that they want for whatever the reasons are. I assume that it was because of a financial need from somebody in terms of selling it to make money. That may not necessarily be the case. That may have been their favorite you know, Nike Dunk of all time and they just had to have it. And while in years past and Christmas movies like Jingle All the Way with Arnold where we have made fun of the, the mob on Black Friday trying to get that most exclusive toy and going to any means to get it, it's not meant to be taken literally. We're not supposed to do it in real life. And it saddens me that we have gotten to this place. It saddens me that we have to read articles and that people's lives are in danger over a shoe that's leather and glue and stitching. Sure, it makes us feel good, but it certainly is not worth our lives. And it's just something to think about. It's just, it's, it's really, really unfortunate. It is just something to think about. And please, please remember, that there are more important things in this life than shoes. But honestly, again, I still believe in the core values of sneaker culture. And I think that for the most part, capitalism even included, resale even included, there is a large number of people who love the sneakers and who love to help fellow members of their community. You have to look no further than Soul Savvy for that. They are a wonderful, wonderful group of people. I've talked about them in a previous episode. I'm still a member. And while I'm a member, and I try to get as many retails as possible, but I also am a rep person because I just love the sneakers, and I know that that's not necessarily something that they condone. I don't push them on anybody. I know that that entire group, I've seen so many examples of them helping their fellow sneaker lover, 
And we've seen examples all across the board throughout this pandemic, how sneakers can heal, sneakers can bring people together. And I think that ultimately that is what I wanna focus on, but please do not stab anybody to try to get the shoes you want. Damn people, I mean, come on, just don't. Short episode this week, just some things that were on my mind, but I wanted to come to you. I wanted you to see this face for another week. Maybe that's a good thing for you. Maybe it's a bad thing for you. I don't know. I have a lot of fun doing it, and I certainly appreciate your time. Before we get out of here, please remember to like and subscribe on YouTube. It means the world. You can find my social media right underneath my face. And on uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. I know a lot of you listen, and you listen every week, but if you can just throw a review up there, I know it means the world. I want to keep bringing this love. I want to keep bringing this content to you. And I hope that this episode and this coming weekend finds you in a great place. I will see everybody next week. Hug your loved ones, show love, and I will see you all on the other side. Peace. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Sneaker Love with Matty Ice are those of Matt Freights and his guest and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Sneaker Love with Matty Ice does not condone the purchase or sale of any counterfeit goods. Sneaker Love with Matty Ice is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.